What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Man, this is our first post GE twenty twenty episode proper. How does How, it feel, Terence? Uh, good. It was a nice, good break of like I think three days. Of like, uh, yeah. you know, during the G, we were just waking up every morning and recording a podcast, almost as the first thing to do in the morning. And there yeah. was there was something, there was an excitement about it, like, right? Like there I'm was, sure you felt man. it. Yeah. Then then yeah. you know you could hear the the vehicles passing by, you know, droning on about PAP vote this vote that, and then at the same time we're recording this, and at the same time people were commenting on our Reddit. There was Reddit, something in the air, la, Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. And I mean, like, to, to just to clarify, we, we didn't we didn't just wake up and record. I'm sure you're doing research. Or you did your, all your oh, research yeah, yeah. the night before. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those dude the night before and then sleep on it. The night before. Oh, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> you always sleep fucking late. You know? I wake up yeah. early and I do it. But yeah, it was just, it was like a job, man. And it was great. It was fucking awesome. I felt so plugged in. And I, and I can't remember the last time Singapore was so together. It was awesome. And I honestly felt like on Monday, I was like, hey, you know, when did we stop? Are we... Recorded on Saturday. Saturday morning. Right. Yeah, that was the last time. Saturday really. morning. Yeah, yeah and, and then Sunday morning felt like, oh my God, I was just sitting at my desk talking into my mic, man. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, you know, there are some calls that campaigning for GE should be longer. Somehow I'm agreeing with that. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> just for myself. Just for myself. That would be what great, man. How about you, man? Like, if, if it was up to you, how many days do you think it should go on? How many days? That means if it's up to me as like a viewer, not like a politician or something, like right? Yeah, whatever, like yeah. I think, citizen, I think, anything. I think two weeks, uh, two weeks, two weeks. I think uh. anything more than that. Yeah. What What do you think? Yeah, yeah, but but that was about two weeks, right? It was about like ten days, right? Essentially, was it ten? Oh yeah, it was ten days. Yeah. Three weeks. Three weeks, uh, Yeah, because, maybe. Yeah, like a month feels like it might drag on too long, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think three weeks would be fun, like because they compressed everything to happen, you know, within like almost like ten days. It's like certain days you just can't make it to watch the broadcast then then that's it, like you missed it, you know, or the one debate if you missed yeah. it, you missed it. It's kind of a oh. shame, uh, right? Or oh, we have elections every year. La. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why don't we I, just do that? <laughs> somehow I don't think okay. that's gonna happen. Election but. seasons. Election season, what allow it uh, MP walkabouts it'll be damn shacks, yeah. Tan Chuan Jin will just get a he'll either become damn fit or he'll just retire. La. <laughs> but what yeah. Allow. That's but our, I think that's our it's, wish. it's nice to see people messaging us and writing on Reddit saying, oh, when are we going to do the next episode and all that. Uh, so, so yeah, now we'll definitely do at least twice a week. Mm. Uh, we have a special guest coming on Thursday. Uh, we can't reveal as yet, uh, but it, you definitely know know the person. Like, you know the person. Yeah. It'll be exciting. I mean, there's still news. La. Now, now we go back to analyzing the day-to-day news, yeah. what's happening. <laughs> so, <laughs> find out who the, who is complaining, which influencers are fighting, you know, which what oh, how did man. the big media fuck up again? You know, the, the usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. No, maybe maybe as we tail off the poli- uh, poli- the GE twenty twenty, maybe like once a week we'll just have a segment that talks about politics. Uh, we'll see, like, We'll see because there's still stuff mm. happening. There's still like the NCMP slots being filled. Uh, there's still some uh murmuring around so so we'll see but today today no la. today we have a uh, one main topic but before that yes you our remembered. episodic plug uh we have been very heartened by i think our podcast has grown like maybe what twice the size just over mm. the elections which was great yeah. um and we're getting more listener downloads than ever before so thank you all so much for the support if you guys enjoy this podcast please do share it with at least one person uh and and yeah uh, contribute to our Reddit, which is fucking awesome. It's called the Yalabad official Reddit subreddit, yep. and it's yep. great. Uh, we love the comments there, and yeah. 
So, so now we move on to the topic of the day. Yeah, the main topic, which is again, as we alluded to earlier, uh, Media Corp has done something really <laughs> yeah, naughty. Yeah, you naughty. Ha- you so, have it in front of you. Yeah. So, uh, it it got, I guess, national attention, or it 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 caught internet buzz on. 13th July, Monday at four at 2.20pm when there's this page called Hacking Unicorn um, which uh, is, is I guess pro-LGBT right? Pro-LGBT Oh yeah, yeah um, it sells it I think it sells like uh, merch merch, merch that, you know, okay. talks about LGBT stuff and all that, yeah Yeah and um, they it had, it had like a cartoon infographic about uh, making fun of a recent uh, Mediacorp Channel 8 show called My Guardian Angels it was mm. released in April 2020 and there's a character... So from what I understand, I haven't watched the show admittedly, but from what I understand, mm. the, the main leads are three female characters like, and they have like the PSB values. And for those outside of the media industry, PSB values is the public service broadcast values which need to be fucking shoved down the throat of every fucking show that is made on shown on mainstream TV in Singapore. Like. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're like six values. And even when you apply to write a TV show or, or a fucking anything you have to say how it incorporates PSB values like. so that's a little yeah. side rant for me um, but um, this show had three female leads and felt like the show was about how uh, you know women can be the head of households you know like breaking stereotypes of a male dominated household but then but then there's one character who's the basketball coach of one of the lead characters son uh, and he's portrayed to be sexually attracted to his basketball players his male basketball players and yep. he has sexual relations with two of them and ends up passing one of them an STD. Mm, mm, yeah. Correct. So, Hacking Unicorn just highlighted, like, why does the portrayal of the gay character, first of all, have to be uh, criminal in the sense that it's pedophilic? And why must there be this element of passing on an STD? Yeah. And the post kind of said, you know, like, why must you portray an, a gay character like that? Why such a negative stereotype? And that post got a lot of traction. Like, and then people shared it on Twitter, uh, on Instagram. They were shitting on Mediacorp posts on Instagram, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think the only mainstream-ish uh, publication that wrote something about it was Yahoo. Mm, correct, yep. Nothing else, right? There was nothing else, right? Uh, as far as I saw, like, yeah. Yeah, no, nothing from Straight Times, nothing from Asia One. Uh, oh, wait, CNA oh, wait. Lifestyle. One yeah. hour ago, holy shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh my God. Are we are we on the cusp of this breaking like the, the mainstream media? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, there, mm. because there have been developments in the last 24 hours of this whole thing as well. Uh. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Because so, the, the, so the, the, actor, yeah. the actor in the show who played that character, Chase Tan, actually, uh, yeah, he, on 3rd of July, he apologized to the LGBT community already like, for on, on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but then, f- even from then, it was still kind of like uh, no apologies coming from Mediacorp's side. But within the last 24 hours, uh, Mediacorp has actually come out and apologized for the portrayal uh, and offending people in the process. So, so which is, um, I mean, it, w- it was something that, um, yeah, it felt like a long time coming, but it took almost like more than a week or so before it happened. Uh. So, so the actor apologized on 3rd of July. Yeah, I guess, correct, correct. I guess it got drowned out by the, the little thing we call GE 2020. Yeah. And then right. uh, so, Mediacorp apologized on 14th July, which is, yeah, it was Tuesday. Today. Like. 
Yeah, yeah, it was correct. Tuesday, and CNA published this article one hour before we are recording this podcast right now. So, yeah. what were your initial thoughts when you saw this? Eh? I mean, uh, just going back to what you're saying about the PSV values, I think the 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 reason why uh, it feels like like you said what being shoved down people's throats is because I mean, actually, the the thing is that we have in Singapore, what we have is a monopoly, right, of the broadcast mm. media space. So the funding for this monopoly actually comes primarily from the government. So the equivalent would be like a BBC, right? A BBC uh, service in the UK. Yeah. So, but in Singapore, yeah. um, it just happens that there's a lot more uh, stricter uh, controls on what that funding can be used to fund. So there are a lot. Yeah. There's certain uh, public service broadcast values. Uh, say for example, you know, like uh, knowledge. You know, uh or understanding your heritage and culture and things like that. Things that, I mean, innocuous, like, you know, it, look, it sounds fine and all, like, right? But at the same yeah. time, um, there's also a very strong stance against uh, putting any anything that portrays the what they believe the LGBTQ uh, lifestyle, in inverted commas, lifestyle in a positive light. Like. Uh, and mm. I'm not sure, I, I, I don't think that is explicitly, it's not explicitly said, like, but right. But stuff about yeah, generally not. stuff about sexuality is very sensitive when it comes to this uh, public service broadcast content. So, so I mean, they basically say alternative lifestyles yeah. uh, should not be encouraged. Should not yeah. be encouraged. That's all they say. Yeah. So, so yeah. when when you say encouraged means yeah, like, no positive portrayals of it like. So in some sense, this uh, character here, I mean, it's quite groundbreaking in the sense that yeah, like, there's an actual LGBTQ character in the show. Uh, the only mm. thing is that mm. it's a very negative portrayal, la. So yeah. in some in some ways, uh, actually, I I don't even I don't even think like I I'm not even thinking so much about a broadcaster, but I'm thinking more about the person who wrote the script, or the director, the scriptwriter <laughs> first. Like where, like is there an, a reason or inspiration for creating this character and suppose so explicitly making him gay at the same time as being a pedophile, la, You know. Yeah. Because so that like seems a, to come from somewhere, maybe a personal experience or something. I don't know. So, so I mean, do you think? Okay, so I know one thing that is, if you if you go to these posts, right? Uh, yeah. You will see a lot of people slamming MediaCorp, like, right? Yep, but yep, you yep. also see some people saying that, oh, people are overreacting because mm-hmm. because um, there's no. I mean, I think I saw somewhere on Reddit that someone posted statistics that generally gay men have a higher rate of getting STDs than. Uh, heterosexual men. Yeah. So it might, yeah, it might be one person having an STD who happens to be a pedophile and gay, but statistically, it is more likely that a gay person is like that. La. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think that that argument has any weight? Uh, I mean, just because that's the way it is doesn't mean that we need to encourage it with by or propagate that, that, uh, that stereotype in in uh, especially fictional programming, like, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it, it, it's like saying all men. If you know, if men were, if we didn't have laws or anything like that, you know, our natural instinct is to just go out and and rob and and and, and you know steal and and take stuff from people all that. But it doesn't mean that you want to keep showing that you don't want to keep showing that as the true human nature, like, Especially for so called public service programming, like, right? So so I think mm. that's the argument. But uh, but yeah, what do you think about that argument uh, when you hear it? I mean. I think this came up way back when, you know, when Crazy Rich Asians came out. 
Mm. I know it sounds like a fucking tangential argument. Uh, yeah, let, let, let me w- just pour on the racial lens. <laughs> the racial lens <laughs> yeah. that Harish always brings to the table. The, raci- yeah. the racial everything, lens. Everything, yeah. Yep. Yep. I judge everything <laughs> based on Crazy Rich Asians. My worldview has been shaped by Crazy Rich Asians so significantly yep. Right, yep. that I cannot decide anything without referring to Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. So Crazy Rich Asians, I guess, there was a lot of talk of like, oh, you know, first of all, for Singapore to be portrayed to the rest of the world in a certain way, or like even Singapore social, to be portrayed... Uh, to the rest of the world in a certain way, people were fucking inflamed, you know? Mm. And then you get one school of thought uh, saying that, hey, but at least, at least it's showing us to the world. It might be portraying us in a way that is not accurate, but at least this is like a first step. And then even yeah. within Crazy Rich Asians, there was that one Indian character, you know? You know, the, the one that looked into the window as a security guard, like a fucking idiot? I thought there were two of them. That? There were two of them, right? Two of them. Yeah, two, two of them, them. <laughs> two of them. <laughs> I but remember so clearly. Like... You see, I remember so clearly, you know, <laughs> that there was re- minority representation. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is why, I mean, I found that fucking stupid. But again, I read people, like, read some people uh, who said that, you know, it's still it's still a movie. It's not, uh, it, it shouldn't be taken too seriously. But the one argument that made me realize that, okay, there is a problem with that is that, if you showcase characters of a certain ethnicity or something in a range, right, mm. that you show them positively, then you can show them negatively. Like, because it's almost like it's not a single character that defines an entire ethnicity. And that, I think, is the problem with minority characters, be it of ethnicity, uh, sexual orientation, or anything. Like, If you only give them one character that is of that and you immediately portray them as negative, right, then I do feel that it's unfair like, and you are... You are almost attach. You are almost defining that characteristic or that character by that one negative trait. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I think that person who said that statistic thing, it doesn't have the best argument lah. Because if if let's say in the show there was one really powerful gay character, super awesome, like wholesome, then you have this negative gay character, then it feels like okay lah. There's at least two sides of the the gay character lah, uh, yeah. or or what a gay character could be. So that's where I feel like. Okay la, like that argument doesn't really stand la. Yeah, and then and then the like I mentioned like the screenwriter. I mean, if you want to look at statistics, right? There's so many more cases of like uh, men in authority, like coaches, doctors, and people like that who molest or take advantage of of um, someone of the opposite sex la, females la, Right? I think mm. I, I think as recently as like uh, two weeks ago, maybe there was another case of a. Uh, Pretty well known guy in the track and field fraternity who was oh, yeah, convicted. Yeah. yeah, he was convicted for massaging uh some young track stars thighs like some, and she wasn't very comfortable with it and, and everything like so so I mean if you want to look at statistics, yeah like, I mean that happens a lot more often. So you why do you have to find that that perfect trinity of like uh pedophile, <laughs> S T D and then add on one more one more circle in this Venn diagram for a gay person gay. so <laughs> Right. They're like, okay. Yeah, so maybe in their room, right, they were like talking about minorities. Right? You know, which minor- minorities are not represented? There's really maybe Indian character. Which other minorities in society have we not re- represented? Yeah, then they draw drew three circles. Yeah. Pedophiles, STD carriers, and gays. And they're yeah. like, you know what? Why don't, why don't budget is low? Why don't we just combine it all? Right? That was probably the thinking. <laughs> so, ask you, uh, so, ask you uh, would it have been a problem if, let's say the person is was uh, heterosexual, but he was uh, a pedophile, and he has STDs, and he happens to be a minority race, like he's Indian or something. Would that be a problem? 
I think that would be a problem. That I think that would problem. be a problem. <laughs> because, okay, first of all, uh, if it's a fucking Chinese show, right, with, in Chinese yeah. language, and then there's an Indian character who's the fucking STD <laughs> character and the pedophile, that's a bit much, la, okay? <laughs> that's a bit much. If it's an English show, yeah, if it's an English show where you have, like, I mean, okay, la, it feels like there might be Indian characters in the background and all. Yeah, that's fine. But if it's a fucking Chinese show and you got Indian character like that, maybe he doesn't even speak Chinese. He's yeah. just there as a pedophile and STD character. Then that'll be fucked up. Right? That'll be fucked yeah. up. And so, I think, so I think what, it, we, we, we have that experience of like, uh, you know, trying to decide characters in a fictional show. Trying to decide characters, ethnicities and and their backgrounds and stuff like that, lah, right? So, uh, I think it... it, it, it it can be a much more nuanced discussion than than what it appears to be here where it, like suddenly the trinity of like of like characteristics is all on this one character alone and nobody else la. so I, I yeah. find that very um very strange on the script writer's part la, that they would do so, they would do it like that so then do you find it you know last week we were talking about elections you know finally Singapore is changing you know we are optimistic mm. for the future you know maybe Singapore is finally growing and here is this fucking organisation Okay, mm. then this does something that is so stupid a year after they did something that was so stupid last year, which was the brown face issue. La. Mm. Right? I'm, so I mean uh yeah. I sorry, mean the brown face issue, MediaCorp was 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 implicated because it was a how were they implicated? La? It was a MediaCorp artist, right? Yeah, it was a MediaCorp artist, uh, yeah. Yeah, MediaCorp artist. And but then, I don't think so they were right? no, there was uh, you're talking about another brown face or black face issue. Oh yeah, issue, yeah, correct, yeah. correct. Another another show, black face issue. Yeah. Right. Was so that was also me. So then I'm thinking, okay, we we know about the script writing process and the pitch process and some of our I mean I'm guessing not every one of our listeners knows that la. So hmm. so how do you think this show ended up like that? Because okay, typically yeah. in a script writing process for MediaCorp like we which uh, I mean we are fairly familiar with, even though we've never made a MediaCorp show yet, even though we have pitched a lot. Uh I think maybe because of the nature of shows we we try to pitch like given that our first ever show was a comedy about a guy who falls in love with a terrorist. Mm. But generally, when you make a show for a network, you will send in a treatment, which is like a five to ten page summary of the of the story, like a log line, which is one line. Then you have a uh, story synopsis. Then maybe you have the series synopsis. You have the breakdown of the first episode and you have characters. Yeah. And you describe the characters, right? And then if the network likes it, they might call you for a face-to-face. You pitch, you discuss, you tweak the characters, blah, blah, blah. Then if you're going down that path, then you move on to writing a script. And the script normally has to be approved by the network. And then you go on, then you start casting, you do your pre-production, you film it, and then you edit it. And during editing, you can still massage a lot of the story. You send it back to the network, they approve it, and then it goes live. That's a very high-level perspective. So how do you think this sort of show can can go through like that? I mean, maybe what? to the I the the things I've not watched the show. You you've not watched the show either, lah, right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't exactly know how much of the show this character, uh, you know, appears. this part appears, lah, or, or or how much of his sexuality is actually discussed, lah. To to be fair, I've not watched it myself, uh, and and all I'm basing it on is the the angry tweets that I've seen as well, lah. Uh, but you know, sometimes um. Uh, the the surprise yeah the, I guess the surprising thing for me is that this show even got through because I have actually been experienced in um, having distributed a film before where the main character who's a family man and everything he turned out to be to be actually be be uh, gay la. so in the mm-hmm. in the in the movie actually over the course of like two hours you basically see how he handles 
the fallout with his family and everything. And towards the end, it's a very ambiguous answer whether he, you know, he ends up, you know, leaving his family or and and you know going off with his gay partner or or, or he stays with his family, like, You know, it's a very ambiguous thing in the end. And yeah, the show ended up being rated R twenty one, which for any small movie in Singapore it was a, it's like a, it's the end really, lah. Basically, you you, yeah. you can't you can't you can't do a lot. You're restricted in a lot of ways. You can't advertise it in uh neighborhood cinemas, for example. You can't have it showing at certain hours and things like that. So, uh, yeah, to me it's like that. Even that kind of content where it's very ambiguous, very it's not so on the nose about certain things, uh. Uh, that even that barely even squeaked through. Uh. this one was like, wow, like gay. I mean, LGBT uh character plus pedophilia plus he got STD. Everything, you know, it's just and it still got through the senses. That's why I'm I'm I, I'm like them shocked about lah. But maybe but who knows? Who knows? Maybe the network thought this was was gonna be edgy la. This was gonna be push the boundaries. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then they and then they thought if. Yeah. Yeah, they thought if anything, yeah, like if there's any problem, then the censorship board would step in and do something, lah, right? But maybe the censors like somehow didn't also think of it that way, lah. No, I tell you, you know what is that play or not? There's some fucking high up who knew that June twenty seven was gonna be Ping Dot, right? And they're like, mm. okay, fuck, you know, you cancel Ping Dot, and then the Singapore government probably said, no, no, we can't cancel because blah blah. blah. Then he's like, okay, you can't have Ping Dot, and the government said, okay, we'll allow Ping Dot, but we'll allow the show that balances Ping Dot. You know, Pink Dot is all about <laughs> love and LGBTQ people being loved. We will allow this one show that shows them to be fucked up. Okay, so it balances out. And then that higher up person was like, okay, okay, fine, fine. You release the show in April so that by after eight episodes, it will be around June time and then yeah. it will cancel out. Because maybe <laughs> you never know like this kind of fucking thing, like how the fuck this thing goes through, which which boggles my mind, like, which almost feels like all that optimism yesterday we were saying about Singapore changing. If an institution like Mediacorp also cannot fucking learn, right? How the fuck are things supposed to happen? So, so I mean, okay, but that's one thing we will never know, mm. right? Then I also saw like the actor apologizing, right? And that's yeah. where he said, okay, it was a role that he got and he was very thankful for the opportunity um, mm. and he, he values every opportunity. Like, but as an actor... A big part of reading a script is understanding like the character motivations and like uh, even though MediaCorp shows might not seem that good, I give the benefit of the doubt that every actor puts in their best lah. But for I just feel for an actor to say that okay he it was a role that he tried to play and he apologizes if he didn't think about it or he wasn't aware of it lah. So what do you think of that sort of response from an from the actor? Uh, I mean I can actually empathize with that a bit more lah. I mean, mm. I I can hear a lot of anger in your voice saying fucked up and everything. But at the same time, <laughs> uh, when you are in this industry for a long time, and if opportunities don't come your way, and yeah, something just comes up where maybe you know it's not you know, something you're very knowledgeable about or the history or background or the sensitivities of it, it it could be. I mean, it could be make or break for for this person lah. Uh, not not saying I'm not absolving. Uh, but I'm not absolving the the scriptwriter or the or the the director of of understanding this nuance because that is that I think that is the director or the scriptwriter's job to to really understand character because sometimes even like even like actor right you know right like sometimes actors you don't even really know the whole story by itself you're only you're acting in bits and pieces um here and there sometimes and then if you get the script late it's even worse lah right so for the actor's side I actually empathize more with him lah I don't eh. <laughs> uh, okay, explain why, like, explain why. Because 
I think as an actor, okay, so so okay, if it, it it is it is a tricky journey. And like even mm. for us, right? Like yeah. thankfully we have got uh we made a TV show now, but there were times when it was fucking like there was no one who wanted to give us a gig. There was no one, not even brands, not even networks, and it was tough, like, you know. And but I feel like as a youngish actor, he's not old, right? Mm. There there needs to be a certain level of awareness, like that these sort of issues. I mean, okay, so he's he is the character who I think was the guy who was preyed on, lah. Mm. Uh, or at least one of the people associated with a guy guy who was preyed on, and I feel like there are scenes where you are acting opposite this coach who is obviously trying to be kind of a a, a romantic with you or or seductive. I feel mm. if if you're an actor just coming in for a bit part, it's your role to also understand the character because that to me is like if an actor is uh, playing this scene uh, and in the other scene there's something like fucking horrible or 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 racist and all but he's not in that scene then I think okay like that I know mm. some certain directors only give actors certain parts of the script but if it's your character kind of being part of the narrative right I do feel you have a responsibility to highlight it lah the question is if that means you don't get the gig then you become like Shrey part 2 lah <laughs> Shrey number 2 yeah. right you try and you try and speak up and you don't get the gig lah but I think the one also slightly different because eh? I mean, Shrey's side of things, they were wanting him to, to literally uh, do a physical like representation, misrepresentation uh, uh, of, his, of his race, la, right? Like speak with this mm. fake accent, you know, like, you know, do this and that a bit more. Oh, you mean to you, all Indians don't sound like that? Eh? You mean I don't sound like that? No, I absolutely you, don't. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely <laughs> don't. But, but I think, no, no, that's why I, I, I really think it's a very big difference. Whereas this guy... Basically, he knows the character has certain traits, uh, right? And and is involved in certain things. Which, if, if let's say someone, if let's say the scriptwriter or director told him, this is based on a true story, maybe my true story, and this was the character, you know, this was how he was from A to A to Z. It is possible, you know, it is possible that it could have been based entirely on a true story, uh, right? Mm. Um, and, and maybe the context should have been better set in the show itself saying, hey, this was based on a true story and, you know, blah, blah, or something. Uh, it's just that because now it's a fictional story, so it just looks very clumsy when suddenly you make it all, you, you put all these characteristics in uh, a single character. And, and, yeah. and that, as, as an actor, I, I still feel like, yeah, there's there's certain points where uh, you, you can't be 100% sure of how this character is going to be portrayed if there's like redemption at the end. Because you on day one, you film, you're filming, you know, for the for the last the last couple of scenes already then on a day 30, 32 of your shoot you are, you end up, you start filming for scene 1 and 2 you know so it's, it's very yeah. hard to to really see overall the whole picture from from a high level so i i would assume i would assume the director and the scriptwriter or that would have should have spoken to the actor and told him certain things and then at that point maybe the actor should have have like asked a couple of questions uh. but 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 uh from what i understand of a lot of uh, local productions there, there mm. isn't even that capacity. There, there isn't even that time for an actor to really contemplate a role. Sometimes they're just, especially in media corp, from what I understand, they are given roles, and there's a certain number of uh, amount of screen time they must fill every year, lah. So it's almost yeah. like a quota they have to finish. If not, they they don't get a bonus or something like that. So I'm literally talking, literally talking about, yeah, money is being taken away from you if you don't do the role, lah. And, and you think- don't have that much space to con- to question it, lah. Yeah, based on the comments so far, yeah, it wasn't a, a lead character like, because the lead mm. characters were female. But I still do feel as an actor, I, I guess that's one of those things that I wish the the standard uh, uh, of, of media practitioners in Singapore also 
yeah, media in Singapore is kind of like a wild, wild west. Like, you know, in the US, yeah. you got unions and you get protection and all this. Yeah, and I do agree that as an actor coming up, it's not an easy industry. You get your opportunities, mm. but I still feel, okay, he's not fully responsible. I think yeah. more responsible are the script writers and the directors because I will agree with you that we don't know what the actor was told. Maybe yeah. they even acted very seriously, but in the edit, you know, you can change the tone of a scene with music and with, with colouring yeah. and all that, right? So, I still feel that he is responsible, but he sounded sincere enough in his apology. I think mm. that helps. Mediacorp's apology was fucked up. Lah. But then, like, I mean, aside from all that, you also see comments on the Hacken Unicorns yeah. post where one person... So this is where I feel like, wow, how... how these, these are probably from the school of thought where they really feel like uh, Ping Dot is wrong and all that. Lah. So mm. there was one guy, he commented saying that, you know, uh, what did he say? Uh, in the entire show, there was absolutely... So he starts off by saying, I actually watched the show and I feel that you are simply trying to stir shit. And this is in response to the hacking unicorn post. Um, yeah. And his third, his fourth paragraph literally says, in the entire show, there was absolutely no mention that the basketball coach was gay. You had to make your own inter- infer- inference that he was targeting young male basketballers that he was gay. So, <laughs> I mean, mm, the coach mm. is uh, a man and he's targeting young male basketballers. So of course, that means he's gay, right? Unless unless he's not actually a man, lah. Or something. Wow, lawe, fuck, that's a, that's then, a deep shit, man. Yeah, but I mean, but that does make a difference if if the character doesn't say, doesn't say what gender he is either, right? Yeah, but I think this one in this case, I don't think MediaCorp is like that wanting to push the boundaries. Uh, probably they had a fourth circle, uh, transgender or yeah, something yeah. like that. Like, exactly. No, no, that circle not yet. We just focus on the pedophile, STD, gay uh, person first. The next season, yeah. maybe we can bring in the transgender. Uh, maybe yeah. So that that was my worry when watching it is that they don't, uh, yeah They did never explicitly made it clear that he's gay or anything like that, and 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 uh, yeah Then 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 you and as the audience end up making assumptions about the character that could end up you know being wrong, and then you are the one who is uh yeah jumping to conclusions lah. That that's oh that's my God. that's the tricky thing there about about this kind of situation, oh. You know, they, yeah. they, where they could have come out and said, oh, we never actually said that the character was gay, right? But they did. I mean, you said the apology was half-assed, but what was it again? I mean, the apology, basically, everything I could find was just on comments of the threads. There was no official statement or something, but literally, this is what they said. Um, on the Hacking Unicorn, okay, thank you for your feedback. We would like to assure you that there is no intention to disrespect or discriminate against any persons or community in the drama My Guardian Angels. We are sorry if we have offended anyone or caused any distress. We have heard your feedback and will continue to exercise vigilance and be more mindful in our portrayal of characters. That's it. Mm. That's fucking it. Yeah. So so I guess, I mean, for them it's like, yeah, they, they do their best and then they, they've they checked off the public apology. That's it. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. But so, I mean, I say, I don't is, know, it, how, is there a better way for them to apologize at this point? I don't know, like, <laughs> fuck's sake. I don't know, should they take down the show? Should they? No, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, should they cancel the show? Should they <laughs> should, should they, they take down the, the show or anything? That, that's a, another question to think about also. La. Right. But I mean, that's why, that's why I think, uh, yeah, la, I, I do hold the, the director and the scriptwriter to, to more scrutiny. Then even the network, because, uh, I mean, in some ways, uh, yeah, la, maybe there, there was an oversight in terms of watching the whole thing, but, the person who really has like control over the 
uh, at least as uh, in my mind like there's a lot of control over the narrative and everything is the director and script writer and then yeah la, why would he write the character as such oh? that, that's the question I would like to ask ask, the, ask them yeah hmm 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 maybe, 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 maybe that's the thing because the, the word gay was never mentioned in the show right then those people who are supposed to scan for these kind of things, they run it through some <laughs> some program. They oh okay, don't worry, there's no there's no word no gay, gay mentions. It's okay. Yeah, no gay. Yeah, exactly. They have a checklist. Any man to man kiss? Uh no. Any mention of gay? No. Okay. No, no okay, problem. Okay, good. All good. Exactly. Yeah, all good. All good. All yeah. good. But but yeah, Fox, yeah. I mean, it's uh, at least they. I mean, to to me, yeah, I think there's uh, apologies from the actor and and. I, I think I. I guess why this hasn't blown up properly is because there was no one instance. It feels like a series-long uh, issue where there was portrayed like, and there's no one instance of it being like fucking horrific or disgusting like. Or, may- so yeah, or maybe because- you have to watch all the way to the end to see if there's a there's a plus side to to the character like he ends up. Uh, there's, there's a plot a happy, twist. Uh. There's a happy ending. No pun intended. There's a happy ending for the character in the end or something like, You know. Then then. Oh shit! Oh my god. Sorry about yeah. that. I was just. Oh, you're you trying to watch it? <laughs> no, I was just trying to see the Insta story of Chase Tan. I see. I see. And I yeah, forgot yeah, yeah. my speaker is unplugged, so my computer yeah. audio is out. Yeah. But yeah, so but at the end of the, that. The, the, actually, uh, just to mention something quickly. Uh, do you notice that during the whole uh, general election campaign as well, like uh, there was hardly any mention of 377A? And uh, even, mm. when, even when Paul Tambia was interviewed by Mothership, yeah. Uh, they were, he was given twenty questions. One of them was actually about what do you think of repealing three seven seven A? Yeah, and he actually uh-huh. chose to skip the question. Like he skipped the question. So he skipped it. You mean it was an it. option for him to skip? Uh? Apparently there was like uh, they basically flashed a question. Then he he didn't answer anything, and then they moved on. So I I what do you think about that? Uh? Like like maybe I uh, my my assumption is that maybe for a lot of political parties they they feel that uh three seven seven A is uh you know it's it's still a lightning rod for a lot of uh, a lot of people uh, for a lot of uh, discontent and everything so they choose not to answer it but what, what when you is, say a lightning rod so? for when you say a lightning rod for a lot of discontent what do you mean by that there means a lot of people are unhappy with it uh, with 377A and uh, uh-huh. it's a very uh, I mean it's long standing it's been long standing and, and debated for I don't know how many elections and how many years already uh, and still has it been debated during elections though no, that's yeah, that's the thing, lah. It's not, it's not a. I think a big issue that they discuss during elections. Oh, but but they chose not to discuss it. What that's the thing, all right? Yeah, no, I think there's a reason because to it feels like there is one of those cases that uh things that even if someone is more left leaning liberally, right, mm. they might still disagree with that being repealed, lah. And I think yeah. it's almost like no political party would want to go into detail to discuss that. And then if it's just a yes-no thing or just like a part of a 20 questions crossfire, right, it'll be political suicide, I think. Because mm. I think there's no way to just... I mean, you look at this, just on this Mediacorp, this hacking unicorn thread, really there's no... You're either one extreme. Like, one, you think this is a fucking uh, ridiculous that Mediacorp puts out this sort of content. The other extreme is like, no, like, you all are fucking oversensitive or hypersensitive. So I feel how to how to address that in, in, uh, in po- uh, politics, yeah? That's yeah. why I think they probably have a directive. If you want to join any political party, any mention of 3778, just avoid it. Yeah. Just so, avoid it. So that, that's something to think about. Like, that even all the supposedly very progressive, very inclusive, very diverse opposition parties that, that have uh, gained a lot of ground in this election, even they yeah. 
don't dare to go near the topic of 377A lah. Yeah. Which is, I, I think mean, maybe it's one of those think, things that they they might want to address but not during an election lah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah lah, it is, that's why I, yeah, it's quite a, uh, yeah, it's a very touchy topic for any institution, even opposition party, man. They, even they yeah. probably don't know how to deal with it properly. So, I yeah lah. That's kind of a nice segue into our goofy topic for the week lah. Yeah. It's kind of related like, as well though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of related, but we call it goofy because like this Mediacorp thing, you can still, it feels like there's still more angles like, you know, mm-hmm. like what the hell was the director thinking? Was there someone higher up who wanted to just push an agenda when Pink Dot was coming out? But there's one video out there which was released on when? Uh? Let's see. It was released, oh shit. It was released on 3rd July at 9am. Yeah. So yeah. during elections, uh, yeah. um, by this website which some of you may have heard of called truelove.is yeah. or truelove.is. Yeah. And it was a, essentially, a, let's see, a, a nine-minute video about how this one person um, was dealing, was, was he found out when he was young that he was elect- attracted to single men um, and mm. for attracted to men, like, and he started masturbating, watching porn, and he started having very very promiscuous lifestyle, uh, having sex to with up to three to four men a day, and he started feeling empty. But who saved him, Terrence? Who? I mean, essentially, he gave up uh, his whole life for for God. I mean, he went back. To, he started going to church, followed a friend to church, and uh, yeah, lah. Essentially, it's a story of how he overcame all his. Uh, Sinful sexual desires, urges. yeah, yeah. Sexual urges, sinful desires, to the point where even like he basically saw masturbating as like this, the ultimate sin also like you know, and and he he, I mean, he even talks about it quite openly where, where like he he was having sex with a lot of different men every night, very promiscuous, and he stopped that lifestyle. But he at, at certain points he was still masturbating to to porn and everything, and he felt like oh I need to I really need to stop this and and he felt really dirty. Because of that, lah. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah la. And so now, apparently, he doesn't do either. He doesn't have promiscuous sex, have sex, or or watch porn at all, or masturbate. So, so he so I and think now at the height he, of his, yeah, he, yeah, he fills himself with the the word of God, lah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so first of all, I have to correct you when you say he gave up his life for God. No, 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 no. Yeah. He did not give up his life. He he finally started living, dude, mm, with correct, Jesus correct. in him. You know, yeah. with Jesus in him. So I and mean, but uh, the true love. dot is I uh, it, when you look at it, it's a uh, the website, everything. It's very, uh, very millennial, right? Very, uh, it's a very nicely done website with like interest, very nice visuals and everything. And the main yeah. thing it says is don't just come out, come home. So what is <laughs> it actually is? It's actually a movement founded by I can't remember which church, but basically it's a movement for that reaches out to uh, people in the LGBT community. To tell them to rather than just come out to your community, why don't you come home and join us in church, lah? Uh, it's three sixteen church. 316. Oh, three sixteen church, yeah. But yeah. there's been a lot of pushback also because people are saying that, uh, yeah, lah. What they're asking people to do is to basically repress any kind of sexual urges they have, um, and then and just basically, uh, yeah, lah, live without the aspect in their lives, all. Which is yeah. a denial, uh, kind of a, a denial of of what a uh, uh, quite a basic human instinct also lah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, and this one, this one is just a, a, a they've done this for a few years now, but this one is just the latest video that came out 
the last couple of weeks and has been shared quite a lot and uh, a lot of debate going on in the comments of this video so lah. Yeah, because I mean, I think like uh, this feels even worse than people who are outright homophobic uh, because mm. it portrays portrays uh, homosexuality as a fucking big sin and like mm. the the stories it tells it it falls under conversion therapy uh, right? There's this whole form of therapy that tries to convert people from had mm. being uh, from homosexuality to forced heterosexuality uh. and mm. it just fucking boggles my mind that that um these sort of videos which are very highly produced are still yeah. getting traction and you can argue that this also if you report this to the police would it is there any merit to that i'm not saying those listening please report to the police but <laughs> it feels like something that it could be divisive it's discrimin is it discriminatory I, so that's why they're super smart they're super smart right it doesn't it doesn't break any law yeah because it's a i mean it's a message you think about it if if a religion believes that uh, sexual urges or se- sexual desire is a sinful thing of the flesh, right? Yeah. Then actually, it doesn't matter whether it's homosexuals or heterosexuals. Uh, all of you should should just come uh, should just come home, come home, right? Stop watching yeah. your porn. Stop stop like doing all that kind of whatever shit you do at home. But yeah, just go to church, lah. But but you know, so you can't say that. I I don't think you can. It, it's something you can report to police and say that is being divisive because yeah. that applies to everyone it just happens that these videos are targeted towards uh, members of the LGBTQ community who, who they feel might be feeling lost or something like you know um, yeah and I mean ultimately I think being like I mean I don't speak on behalf of people who are, who are homosexual but I can I, I assume that it's fucking traumatic like, especially in a yeah. in a society that in some way, okay, there's a strong movement, but there's still a lot of opposition. La. So you mm. might be in a shitty place and all. And this true love.is is disgusting because they are preying on these sort of people who are vulnerable, la, right? And are almost looking for a way out. And yeah. and that's why and, and the way they also go about it, like I, I'm pretty sure they delete comments that are shitting on them on Facebook because every comment is about how amazing God is and how the story is amazing and how, you know, to be chosen by God to desire Him and His word is not all of us but all initiated by Him and all that. And I'm not shitting on the religion. I'm just shitting on these people who are trying to use religion to manipulate people who don't need to be manipulated. Mm. But I mean, I, I guess what... Uh yeah, I guess what is really kind of a little disturbing is that yeah, lah, the 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 videos are very slickly produced and they talk about this character, this guy who who really you know he he sees himself as dirty because of of his of his desires and everything like, and he was very promiscuous like by any standards, heterosexual or homosexual, he is he was very promiscuous lah, and and yeah, and I think what they're talking about more in the video is probably a sexual addiction. Rather than actually like uh, the problem, the the problem is actually sexual addiction, and not and not and not homosexuality. Because yeah. sexual addiction, I think it's very clear if you are like so promiscuous and you're thinking about sex all day and it's affecting your lifestyle. Uh, you, yeah, you need to seek help for that like, Whether you're heterosexual or homosexual, so that's mm. why that's what he probably needed to seek help for. But this one paints it as like the problem is his the the his homosexuality. You know, as opposed to the but, sexual addiction. Uh. But okay, uh, so so is there anything wrong if he really is living his best life then? Is there, is and does this video still have, have any issues? Uh 
I think like, let's say like he's yeah. he's fucking happy like, and he's gotten over his thing and he wakes up every day full of happiness he goes to bed and and he's not what people might assume him to be like, like a suppressed mm-hmm. like just suppressed and he genuinely is happy because my yeah. take on religion when I look at the people around me who are religious is that if it makes them a better person and if they're not harming anyone mm. then okay like, good on them uh, yeah. so in this case if he really is the best possible version of himself like this right then is the yeah. video wrong is it bad yeah, I mean that's a inter- a good question to ask Osola, because that if you see the he the guy who is featured in the video, he actually responds to a lot of the comments, yeah, uh, good and bad on the video, and he says, yeah I mean you can have differing opinions about it as well, uh, but for me this is what has worked, and I feel very happy that I've I found this way of of doing things. Um, mm. of course there there are there are some in the comments who point out that hey. You know, there's already uh, the LGBTQ community already feel uh, faces a lot of uh, self doubt and discrimination and things like that. So videos like this uh, only help to reinforce that image in uh, people's minds, uh. I'm not, and I'm not not talking about other people, but even in uh, you know younger people who are maybe struggling with identity issues and, and sexuality issues as well, uh, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 who fear coming out and all that. So they're saying that. Videos like this can, uh, I mean, just perpetuating certain uh, stereotypes that are already out there, lah. Kind of like what we're saying about the the video, uh, the media cop stuff earlier, where where you the stereotype of a gay person must be also a, a pedophile who has an STD also, lah. Right. So you're saying that the this is perpetuating the stereotype, right? Okay, he, like all gay men have sex with three to four men uh, a night or something, right? Uh, per- perpetuating? No, no. Actually, sorry. I mean. I think what I was meaning is that perpetuating a stereotype that, uh, like whatever you're feeling, if you're not feeling, uh, a heterosexual attraction to to girl like your boy, who's growing up, and you're not feeling a heterosexual attraction to the girls around you, and and you're not like all your other friends, that means uh, there must be something wrong with you. That that's why that's why I'm uh, saying like that. There's this a lot of se- uh problems. There's self struggles that these uh younger members of the LGBTQ community go through lah, as they grow up mm. and not being able to accept themselves and always thinking that they're dirty or sinful or anything like that. So it's almost like saying, okay, you know, your back pain is not really a back pain. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, you do this one, you take this, this if you read this, this book every day, your back yeah. pain will go away. And, yeah. and in some way it's diagnosing a problem that is not really there. La. So that that's what you feel. So essentially what you're saying, Emma, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that this is almost equivalent to like fake news. Uh, no, no. I, it's not no fake news. In the sense that like what you said, it could work for certain people. Like maybe yeah. there are certain there are certain people who who for whom they are really uh this is the path they want to go down. But the fact that he they he says it so certainly, like it applies to everyone. Like you know, is is this this is the sin that, that I need to get so rid then, of in my life? Then yeah, so that's why I, I think is 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 yeah. I mean, okay, that work. I wouldn't say it's like fake news, but it's like listening to a a chiropractor say about how he he can cure a lot of diseases for you by cracking here, cracking there. Uh. you know. But it doesn't apply to everyone. It might apply for one or two individuals, but doesn't mean everyone should go running to it and spending you know throwing their so life then, savings into it, lah. So then, do you think truelove.is should be cancelled? Maybe no, now we should I mean, have I mean, a cancel every every week. We should have like who should be cancelled this week? <laughs> no, I, 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 I think it's a like what I say. It's just they they 
trying to do their thing, but yeah, like, they're reaching out to the community and, and um I don't know, maybe for some it works, maybe for some it doesn't. Do so, you think it should yeah, be cancelled? So saying that no, I, I as much as I would <laughs> I would rather they not exist, but then if I say that then it kind of fucking negates everything I've said about me not liking cancel culture. La. Because yeah. ultimately, in this case, they're not forcing you to watch the video. Like, let's yeah. be honest, they're not forcing you to watch the video, right? And yeah. you, we are only seeing it because we saw it or we I seeked it out after you told me about it. Yeah. Um. So, I guess, fuck, they can, they can exist. And that, to me, is like, uh, is something that we need to accept, la, that there are people who have yeah. different schools of thought out there. Uh, yeah. And technically, they're not breaking the law. Yeah. Right, so, so, so you can't also. Based, yeah, but based on what you say, so do you still think it's disgusting what they're doing? I personally think it's it is, but I think they have the right to do it. Oh my god! So yeah, let me say, that's why you, because you always oh, start fuck, from a place where you, where you use very strong <laughs> language. It's disgusting what they're doing. You it's know? fucking disgusting, man. You know, me, even me just saying the word disgusting made my dog jump up because the word is so strong. <laughs> Yeah, hey, okay, now you are now you are using what's what's it like a is it a straw man? No, that's not a straw man. I, I fucking hate man. when people use straw man, like the word straw man. It's uh, like, anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. But but, but yeah, yeah so, so uh yeah, saying that it's disgusting, I, I, I can't even agree to say that it's disgusting like, cause like huh. I said, like maybe this could work for somebody. Uh. I'm just saying that it's a bit troubling because yeah, la, from from what I understand from the people I know from the LGBTQ community and things like that, uh, this is not how it works, like It doesn't work like that. And these and, and and videos like that don't help the cause when it comes to, you know, like affirming their own self worth or talking to their families and stuff like that, la. I still feel I can say it's disgusting, just like how I say crazy rich Asians is fucking disgusting. Okay, so mm. you you have no right to tell me what I find disgusting or not. Okay. No, no, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. But that's why I'm, I'm saying the language also is very important. Like we say yeah. lefties, you know, they when they say certain things about the people on the right and the right people who say stuff about people on the left, I think this kind of, this is a quite a, a a gray area about whether it's disgusting or not also, right? Mm. And then I think labeling it disgusting kind of immediately paints it that, you know, that something about it is very wrong, which is exactly very, what this uh, this video is, you see. Right, it labels certain things. <laughs> so you're things. saying you're saying I'm mirroring true love. Is when when you use <laughs> to me that's why the language is important. The language you use when you say something is disgusting. <laughs> what they've no. done, it's it's like like it's worth thinking about the words you use to describe certain things because it also the impression it gives people. Uh, I think that's 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 something mm. to think about uh, Right, especially when it comes to something like because for this guy. I'm really looking at all his comments and he really feels like this is his path, lah, you know, this is his way. And it's yeah, like it's like like being a priest, like being a priest or being a nun, right? They also sort of say, Okay, I, I'm gonna uh yeah, I'm just gonna swear off any of the sexual desires for the rest of my life. And then we And we then they regret that, yeah, two years down the road. Yeah, like oh, oh no no, then we, I mean then people <laughs> say, Oh, that's so holy and everything, like right. Yeah. And some manage to do it, some manage to do it. So I wouldn't all around say that they're all disgusting. So, and all that, right? so I guess that that's the kind of society we need to strive towards, like where yeah. people can see this. They're like, "Fuck, man!" It's not. I would rather they not do those sort of videos. But you know yeah. what? They have the right to do it. But there's enough that we are mature enough to realize that this is absolute bullshit. I know there's yeah. another choice of word, but I still think it's bullshit. And kind of just use use the counter argument to overpower this, like. But unfortunately, right now it seems like. In general, every issue in in on social media is just fucking us versus them, lah, and yeah, it's always just yeah. us versus them. 
Yeah. But again, that's why I stress that the use of it's bullshit. Okay, words, it's bullshit. It's fucking disgusting. Like bullshit, bullshit or disgusting it's and disgusting. all that. Disgusting. Does not help the cause. It just makes people like <laughs> dig in further on each side. And then, so maybe yeah. I guess if we can get someone on from True Love dot is uh, is onto the show, that would be great. Uh, yeah. I don't think they will listen to our podcast. But if anyone uh, knows anyone, uh, yeah, actually maybe we can message them also. Yeah, yeah. you see. True love dot is, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it would be great if you guys listening can watch the video. We'll share the video link in the show notes. Uh, yeah. Not not because we want to spread the message, but we also want to show people okay, like what is out there, and you're free to make your own opinion about it. Yeah. Yep. 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 Correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, watch it and cool. make your own opinion about it. That's the most important. Yeah. Thing. Make your own opinion. Yeah. Make your yeah. own opinion and comment on Reddit, please. Yeah. Just All don't right, say cool. just don't straight out, straight out say it's disgusting and and, and leave it as that. <laughs> At least quantify why, quantify why. Yeah. Alright, so now <laughs> we bring back our our segment which was lost last week when we were doing the daily daily podcast called the one shook thing segment. Yes. The so, one shook thing. So Terrence, what is your one shook thing? Uh actually it's just uh another video game that I saw is launching soon, I think in August. Uh, not as a video game, it's a PC game. Uh, and maybe it's not a game, it's more of a simulator. But the Microsoft mm. Flight Simulator 2020 has, is finally releasing on PC in Ooh, August. Oh shit, really? And, uh, apparently it's a, it's a most realistic one-to-one depiction of flying uh, in, on, in video games. Uh. So like literally, I think like 30 airports are available for you to fly from one to another. And you can, so you can literally... Like sit there for eight hours and fly to Australia from Singapore to Australia if you wanted to, flying a, yeah. a you know a seven four seven or whatever a commercial jet, and just yeah you know uh, just enjoy the act of flying ah. so it's a oh my uh, god it's and it's apparently super realistic and and like uh, uh I think it it's it sounds like it sounds like the kind of um slow kind of fun that you can get from a game yeah rather than like you know the action and, but it's really just like flying and just making sure your coordinates are correct and you don't veer off Did- the path. Did you play right the now? game like way back? I think like twenty years ago there was the first iteration of a flight simulator. I don't. Do you, do you remember? I playing? don't think I did. But then over the during the CB, I, I opened up a couple of old games that I had. There were flying games, and I, I have an old joystick as well. And it was, it was pretty. It's like when you have when you have time and and just f- space to just fly around and all. Actually, you don't yeah. think so much about being being stuck at home. Huh? <laughs> no, when I was younger, when I was younger, there was this game which had shitty graphics, but exactly yeah. like what you said, it felt almost like 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 an escape. And I remember yeah. there was a driving one with shitty graphics as well. And yeah, when yeah. the rain falls, it's literally just lines. But it was it was called Test Drive Tree or something. Yeah, it was yeah, and fuck fuck. But this simulator looks dope, man. Yeah, so so that's why I mean I've not tried it myself, uh, so I can't say that it's great Test or what. Test Drive but Tree, correct. In general, like tree. I think the hardcore flight simulator nerds. Uh yeah they they love this this uh, this franchise and it's gonna be like you can even buy different tiers of how many airports you want like I think the there's like forty airports in total so for the beginners oh, it's thir- only thirty airports are available but if you pay a bit more you can go out, get up to forty different airports around the world uh. so 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 it's it, not it's not a free game you have to pay for the game right oh and yeah yeah of course, buy, of course buy airports you literally buy airports la. you you pay yeah you pay more for different tiers la, yeah. But I mean, if you are really a hardcore flying fan, you probably want to fly the whole world, and you'd yeah. be like, you know, just like uh, you'd be a budget airliner, like just fly constantly, flying everywhere if you can. 
So it, it'll fuck, be quite fun. Cool, yeah. yeah. And the one-to-one shit. representation of the of the world map, that's the awesome part of Solar. Yeah. Oh shit. Wow, fuck. Okay, cool, cool. Yep. Uh my my one show thing is uh over the weekend I, I participated in some sort of virtual event which is meant mm. to replicate a networking session. So yeah. so it's called spatial chat. Have you heard of it? Uh I it, but go ahead. I might have heard something about it. Yeah. So spatial chat is basically uh a, a online way to replicate a networking session. So you know yeah. networking session, you basically have a bunch of people and then like you know you have to plug yourself into this circle of like six people and then hey you know hey yeah oh what do you do blah 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 yeah. and you if it's boring you have to extricate yourself so this event uh, we couldn't have the networking event because of the circumstances uh, so the spatial chat is literally a room with, with bubbles like, and everyone is in a different bubble and it's it, it is a video so you can see yourself in the bubble and then you literally move your bubble around to other bubbles and as you get closer it gets louder and louder yeah. so literally you're like moving to a group and then the dynamics also come in like if you move to a group yeah the same thing happens the people are, oh okay hi how, how are you what are you doing what's up with you and then it, it just it, it was very clunky at the start but after I got used to it I was like holy shit this is fucking cool man so if, if anyone out there still needs to organize events that are need to be like more than just a zoom call right Spatial chats are fucking cool because you can have a group of people talking. Of course, it, like there's overlapping voice and all, but if two of you want to grab a corner, you literally just shift your bubbles to a corner and then you can just hear two of them. And then if someone is coming close by, you can literally hear them get louder and louder and louder. So yeah. it's it's actually quite interesting and I was quite blown away by how the lagginess was not as apparent as I thought it was. La. So yeah, mm-hmm. so that's just a cool app that I experienced. No, I think, I think uh, for friends... Birthday party, Joshua Yips. Oh, you'll use that. Party. He did something like that where, but rather than bubbles, it was like 2D like representations. Imagine like those uh, 2D representations of yourself. Like, so you like, you just walk around and then as you get closer to people, yeah, like, the, the the webcam pops up and you actually see them. So oh, uh, there was, yeah. and then there were some even poetry readings and music performances that they did uh, like that. Like, so you gather around someone who's reading poetry and then you get yeah. to hear it. Um, and the, or if you want to break away from, from the group and go talk to someone else, you can yeah, just, you can just go move. to the side. No? Yeah. yeah, so, so I thought was that was cool. my first experience. Yeah. yeah, first experience with that kind of thing. So it was pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Interesting. Yeah. But that brings us to the end of our first post-GE 2020 episode. Yep. Man. And, uh, we'll keep doing this. Don't worry. Just yeah, not we'll keep doing this. crazy frenetic pace it was the last week. No? Yeah, at, at the same erratic schedule that we used to upload before, and erratic <laughs> only because because uh we we normally just wait for something interesting to happen in the world before we talk about it. it happened in Singapore, la. so yeah. yeah, it's not erratic by choice. But hopefully, news picks up and we don't have to focus on fuck ups by institutions in Singapore anymore. Yeah, but don't worry, lah. Yeah, cool. I mean, there there will always be fuck ups that that we will have. To there will always on. be fuck ups. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to to end the podcast. There will always be fuck ups. Till the next one. (laughs) Till the next fuck up. (laughs) Adios.